You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. Today, I'm joined by one of your favorite guests, one of my favorite guests. She has been on season one, and we don't know what the second time was. I think it was season three, but who knows? Um, her name is Summer Lambert. She's somewhat of a mayor, famous person in Wilmington, North Carolina. She's known by all, loved by all, and she's got a lot to share today. Welcome back, Summer. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction. You know, mayor is on my list of things. Like, no, I know, like president yeah. probably is. No, I don't think I don't think I could do that. But I mean, I would, but I don't I don't want to get involved in that. But that's not why we're here today. <laughs> she's announcing her candidacy. <laughs> I chose the Heart and Soul podcast to announce my official <laughs> to a few hundred of you, <laughs> oh, oh, the hundreds of thousands of listeners All in Malaysia, the- Malaysia girl. Malaysia. We're in Malaysia. Malaysia. Um, <laughs> this is just a side note, and then we'll get into you. But I think being the president would be the worst worst job job of all time. And like, why would anyone be like, I want to do that? I'm all I'm going to say is I think that is why we have who we have right now. I completely it. agree. Cause no one else is like, no one else that. wanted to do it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. So mayor probably 2040, maybe 2035 depends on what God says about children and like, if I'm going to have them. So, which we're, we can talk about all the things today. I'm good. Okay, with whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want children? Yes, definitely want children. That is a new thing. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> so Ryan and I have been married for seven years. And when we got married, he wanted kids. And I said, I need seven years. Let, like, please let me have seven years. He said, okay. And I was right. I was right. I was so right. right at seven years, you kind of got the itch to like. May, this coming May will be seven. And so this year, I just feel like God has unified our hearts on that. And like the reality of kids and like, it's not just, oh, we're going to grow our family and it's easy. Like all the things as you yeah. know. Um, And so I'm really excited. So we've just been praying about that, that when it's right in his timing, he'll bring us a little baby. That's really, really exciting. And yeah, it is like, I think it's good that people like you are aware of all that it takes. Cause I think you see what's on Instagram. Oh yeah. And you just see like really cute photos and you're like, I want a cute, like, I want the picture perfect family. But then you forget that you have to like do all of the work. Like it's the hardest job of all time. And I'm a photographer as my like job most of the time. And (laughs) I know what goes into getting a cute photo and it is not cute. It's It's not not cute. cute. It's honestly like it, it borders torture at times. (laughs) A lot of bribery, a lot of tears. Yeah. Yeah. So all that to say, um, (laughs) I'm not running on campaign right now. I do want kids and, um, to jump right in the last two years of figuring out what the bleep is going on with my body has been a journey. I did not expect to go on, but here we are. So, yeah. But you know what? That's why I, there's many reasons why I love you summer, but one of the reasons is you're not shy about diving into the tough stuff Uh -uh. and like digging in and let's go here's a shovel let's go here's the shovel let's let's do the let's dig some holes like Shia LaBeouf Uh, do you know I love that movie digging up oh oh. 
molded. That's actually one of Ryan's favorite movies, and we've watched it recently in the year 2022. So, did you know that Shia LaBeouf became like a Christian? Yeah, he's had a <laughs> he he went real problematic for a little bit, and then <laughs> yeah, I mean, still problematic, but he's yeah, he's definitely coming out of that, which is interesting. Yeah, it's cool to see. I see it. I just see TikTok videos, so I'm not like doing a lot of research, but um, I'm okay, so. Talk. I'm not on the TikTok. Um, don't do it. It's addicting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So how are you? Like, I know that's like an overarching question, but if we want to hone in on one thing, like it's a new year. There's always like fresh, like a fresh revival of hearts in the new year, or just like a deep sorrow for what just happened in the past year. So like, Girl. where are you at? Um, yeah, I think, well, first of all, I probably had the flu two weeks ago, so there's a tiny bit of latent congestion, so sorry about that. Um, but other than that, <laughs> I think that's exactly what I've been learning the last couple years is that you can hold both in your hands. It's it's always a both hand. Yes. It's, I'm excited about all these things, but I am mourning or grieving these things. As as big or as small as that could be. I mean, it could be like a job. It could be a pregnancy. It could be a friendship. It could be like your entire relationship with yourself, which is yeah. probably what I'm doing. Um, and so, yeah, I think overall, like I'm really, really good. Um, I, the older you get, the more you realize you don't know anything like the less, you know, mm -hmm. and so, um, you know, just to go all the way in, if, people don't know me. I am born and raised here in Wilmington, super active, love all the things, but I've always been on the heavier side and it's just always been something I've struggled with. And I used to hate myself. Definitely don't do that anymore. So feeling good about that. But, um, <clears throat> I'm just learning that all of our bodies are different and like my body would survive an apocalypse and most other people's wouldn't basically. <laughs> but I'm really. <laughs> um, so I don't know why I'm my like metabolism and all the thing like cortisol levels stress levels experience this thing where it's like okay we're gonna hold on to every bit of energy possible and we're gonna reserve that for you and I'm like sis can we stop reserving I would like to use the energy I need yeah. to use it so that's what I've been learning and studying and like working through is just figuring out how to best nourish and best like use my body in like a good way you know like be thankful that it moves and be thankful that it does all the things I want it to do and goes all the places I want to go so yeah. yeah one thing that I've kind of been learning is like you see all over the internet like this term self-love or like body love yeah and I have been learning and trying to preach that it's really not so much loving it's accepting yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's okay. If you're like uncomfortable in the skin that you're in, or if you like want to see growth or you want to like, I don't know, better yourself, yeah. but 100%. accepting where you're at is the only way you're going to like catapult into that. And I think we walk around a lot and like, we just look at people's bodies and assume things like if someone's, you know, thin, we assume that they're like super fit, super strong, super eat, super healthy when they could have just been born with a thin body and yep. you could dominate them in a strength competition. 
<laughs> or the opposite. Like we see someone yes. who's overweight and we're like, they're lazy. They're this, they're that. And like so much plays into it. And most, I would say like, I don't know, I'm just guessing percentage wise, but probably like 70 to 80% is genetics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, there's so much with genetics and so much with like hormones. Yeah. And like a hundred years ago, 200, 300 years ago, the soil that we were cultivating our food from was full of nutrients and stuff and all of the advancements in technology now, which, you know, great. We love that. We love that we have phones and computers and we're doing this interview over zoom, Mm -hmm. but like, there's a sacrifice with that. And so now like just even learning how the nutrients in our soil has changed how vegetables can nourish us and why we have to take supplements. Like yeah. who, what? My grandparents because were taking supplements. That's what I was just going to say. Was different. I was just going to say like generations before us, like weren't going to whole foods to get some vitamins. They were right. getting it from their whole foods, but they also Which, didn't have, you know, hot Cheetos. So like it's, you they know. didn't have hot Cheetos and they didn't have the iPhone. Right. So, so give or take. <laughs> I might take the hot Cheetos. I don't even eat hot Cheetos. I don't know why I said that. I, I actually do. I don't eat spicy times. things, but flaming hot Cheetos, I will. Have you ever had down. Takis? Have you had Takis? I have. And you know what? I'm going to say I don't like them as much as flaming hot Cheetos. And I know that's going to get come at me. You know what? At me. That's a platform you can run on. <laughs> okay. Well, let's circle back to yes. what you were saying. Like, I'm getting to a place of, like you said, I was going through a lot, going through a lot, but now I'm like getting to a place where I do, like, I am happy. I can accept the both. And like, what are some things that you've accept? Yeah. Accepted? I mean, I think I, so let's see this past year I turned 30 and I, since I was like eight years old have wanted to be 30. <laughs> that is <laughs> so funny. I know I have, I'm an only child, but most people don't pick up on that. And it's just cause I was around adults all the time when I was younger And my mom was in her mid to late thirties when she had me. So I've had this idea in my mind, like, you know, when you're a kid and we heard the, like, whatever age your parents were, that's who you're probably most attracted to or whatever, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you're doing mash and it's like, who are you going to marry the 37 year old millionaire or the 22 year old, whatever. Anyways. So I love mash. I love mash. Yes. So, um, I've always wanted to be 30 and coming out of and still in and whatever the pandemic last year I was like dang this could be a sad time to turn 30 like this really could be and I was like I don't really like where I am physically like I'm the heaviest I've ever been but that's not the way I want to look at this life like I I really think that life and experience is 90% attitude. So I was like, I'm just going to have a good attitude about it. And then that 10%, like, we'll just see what happens. And I chose to do things last year that really scared me. So like, I'm a photographer. I don't like getting in front of the camera surprise. So that's the first thing I did in 2022. I booked a session and got in front of the camera and they looked amazing. Thank you. I don't remember the lady's name that did my makeup, but wow, that was like a really fun time. Those That's lives. a game changer when you get your yeah. makeup done too. I recommend, I recommend. And then um, I signed up for this trip to go to Greenland, which is like the high Arctic. And I was on a sailboat for eight days, a wooden sailboat in the Arctic with no cell service, like zero anything with 30 strangers. And I wasn't scared about any of that. I'm going to be gut level honest with you. I was super scared if I was going to be like too heavy or like out of shape to get in and out of the boat because we had to like 
we had to climb these um, Zodiac boats that are like this little aluminum and rubber boat in the Arctic surrounded by icebergs. I was like, I am going to land in the ocean and be food for something. So I would and freeze immediately. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I, I was like, you know what? Fear, you have no place here. Goodbye. I'm doing this. I want to do this. And so there's a bunch of things like that all year where I was like, I'm just going to do the things that scared me. And guess what, Catherine? I did all of them and they were all great. And yes, there were moments of insecurity, but the moments of joy far outweighed any of that. And like probably the moments of like overcoming those insecurities when you realize like I got in the boat and like I'm the, I'm one of few people out in the Arctic right now. Literally, literally the only people. Also, that was the, what happened in the first two seconds was, all right, let's get in these boats. I was like, here we go. Can't wait to defeat this. And then I did. And I was like, wow. And then I was, I had, which we're going to talk about this. I had started CrossFit a little bit before going on this trip. And let me tell you, dear God, I am so glad because Catherine, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been in a sailboat, but it's really tight. It's really tight. I ain't been in one like that, honey. Okay. And I was like, I do not want to lob my entire being onto a top bunk. That's the one thing I'm not doing. I'm not doing that. Well, God is funny. And I got, (laughs) I got roomed with the oldest person on the boat. (laughs) She's 61. Her name is Julia. And there's no way I'm going to make Julia. You know, on the top bunk. So I said, sis, I need one minute in this room by myself to figure this out. Okay. Give me a sec. I got in that room. I said, Lord, you have raised Jesus from the dead and it's time. You must now raise me into this bed because I cannot do this myself. I am going to die. Catherine, when I was laying on my back in that top bunk, there was four inches between my nose and the ceiling. So that I would get me more than like climbing up on the bed. I know. I'm claustrophobic. I know, which that was the whole thing. So I couldn't jump. I couldn't jump into the bed, which would be the one thing you think, no. So let me tell you, CrossFit really helped, really helped. I was, I felt, I was the strongest I've ever felt going into that trip. And that, it made it. First of all, I sometimes forget how funny you are. Um, <laughs> the Jesus, ra- he raised Isn't Jesus. that great? Dead. That was really good. Um, but second, I think that's why everyone, that's a, a lesson that everyone needs to learn about fitness is yes. it, it is so functional in your everyday life. If that's your purpose for go, if your purpose for going is to be a certain weight or to be a certain gene size or whatnot, then yeah. like you're not fully getting like the yeah. depths of what fitness can do for your whole, your whole life, body. your whole life, your whole body every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, <laughs> Lord knows I did not start CrossFit to be thin. <laughs> Like that does that, those don't go together. <laughs> so, so what, what made you, sorry, I cut you off. You keep finishing your thought. No, that was it. That was it. Okay. Um, I was going to ask like, what was like the moment where you're like, I'm going to sign up. Cause I know the hardest part for a lot of people is just Ooh, showing up to the first class the or signing up. Yeah. Getting in the door. Let me tell you, that was hard. That was yeah. another thing I did last year that scared me. So, um, I photograph this family every year for fall mini sessions. So I see them 20 minutes once a year for like the past five years. And last year I saw the mom, I noticed that she was like trimming down and I'm trying to be very careful not to like 
combat on people's bodies. But I just told her, I was like, you look great. I hope you're doing well, you know, whatever. And she's like, thanks girl, whatever. A few months later, like April, May, I see her running behind my house. And the CrossFit gym is, is like in my neighborhood. Oh, perfect. And I realized she was doing the CrossFit workout. I watched her run into the gym and I was like, if this 45, 50 year old woman, I've seen her whole body transform. If she can do CrossFit, I could try, you know what? I could try it. Yeah. You know? And so I literally, the gym owner messaged me, not knowing I saw that the gym owner messaged me that day and was like, Hey, it's bring a friend week. You should come check it out. So I just showed up by myself. I told no one. I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell any friends. I just showed up and I took three classes and I was like, I'm going to join CrossFit. I love that. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing. That was probably the hardest thing I did last year. Yeah. Was walking into that gym by myself. Cause it's more than just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to keep up with the workout. It's more like, I mean, it's a completely, it's a complete community shift. It's an identity shift to an extent. Yeah. Like anything new is scary. Well, and just being vulnerable with your body in front of people you don't know. I'm like, I don't know. And so what I was going to tell you earlier before we started recording, I would not call myself a CrossFitter yet because (laughs) I don't think I know the difference between a clean and a snatch. Doesn't matter. Or a jerk like I I'm still putting those pieces together that's why coaches aka me that's why we still have jobs because yeah, if people 100%. knew everything we wouldn't be needed 100 so like all the things like that but really it's so funny the word CrossFit is just it's just like a term I mean I'm doing a lot of the stuff that you do at Seoul mm-hmm. we're doing hit training we're doing you know all these mobility things it's just how you piece it together and what the end goal of that gym is. And so like through that organization, CrossFit, like they have competitions. I am not trying to be a CrossFitter. Don't know why I turned full British, but like, that's not what I want to do. Okay. It really, it really nailed in the point though. It did. Like that is not me, babes. Okay. Um, but I do want to be strong and I did need to lift my ass into a boat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. Totally. And I think that's a great motivation to be like, I just want to be strong. Yeah. Because like you said earlier, I can't remember when, like we're only getting older and what what being older has made me realize besides we don't know anything is, is like, remember when your parents used to complain about like pains or like not being able to do something you'd be like, I don't get it. I get it now. Oh, I get it. Last night, last night I was getting in the car and Ryan was driving. So I entered in his door differently than I would get in my car. And I was like, oh, oh, my knee, my knee snapped a little bit. He goes, dang girl, 30 sitting hard. I was like, listen. No, but truly it was was when I turned 30 that things changed. Yeah. (laughs) And I like my hip, I have hip pain at night. Who knew I have like sciatica. What's that? I I mean, just sleeping, I'm in pain or yeah, we got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. And so the stronger we get now, the like more, honestly, the longer we'll last just physically. Let me give you a very real example of that. So my dad has MS Mm -hmm. um, and he like a, a year before we got married, he was starting to limp a little bit and it got worse. And I was like, dad, you need a knee replacement. And my dad, by the way, no one knows he's, he was in the air force. He's very fit. He's like an Italian stallion. Like he works out all the time. 
Um, so seven, eight years ago, he got diagnosed with MS because I said, dad, you need to get a knee replacement so you can walk me down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> he went into the doctor and they're like, uh, sir, you've had multiple sclerosis for like 20 years. And they went back and went through all the symptoms and he's like, oh yeah, I have that. I have that. I have that. But he didn't even realize his limitation because he took such good care of himself and he was so strong. And now Yes, he uses a walker, like he doesn't have mobility of his left leg really at all, but he goes to the gym every day and swims. And like, he, he is so strong. When I hug my dad, it's like hugging a rock, Mm. but he's like, he uses a walker. Yeah. And I know that if he, you know, if he didn't take care of himself, he probably wouldn't be here. And so Mm. it's just amazing for me to see that in him. And that's an example for me. So, yeah, that's huge motivation too. And like a very like present motivation, like it's your dad. Yeah. Like it's very close to you. So now you're what, how many months into CrossFit? That's huge because what what do they say it takes to make a habit? Is it like 60 days or something? I don't know. Well, I, I've been in and out of it because I've traveled so much unfortunately for some really Mm -hmm. fun things, you know what I'm saying? But so part of November and December, I've been like in and out. So I'd say six months, but really four months. And so I'm excited to dive in like, yeah, going with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, it doesn't matter if you go every day, it's just remaining consistent with like, I'm going to go back and I keep showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what like chokes people at the beginning of a year is they set these new new year's resolutions of like, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week. And like that, like just realistically, it's just not doable. Like with life. It's not, it's, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And that's what I've learned too. Like, you know, just with like weight and all this, like, sure. I could go on an extremely restrictive diet and I could not eat X, Y, and Z, but how long is that going to last? Right. Cause right. When you start eating food again, your body doubles back. It doubles back. My entire life. I realized I have been in this cycle of, and I have never like (laughs) starved myself or like, you know, but I've maybe done gluten-free for like three months, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like anytime I would do something, whatever it is, right. Whether it's, I don't want to name anything because I don't want to shame anyone in that. Like whatever you do that works for you is great. But like I do the thing and then I stop doing the thing and I gain the weight back plus some. Yeah. Then I do another thing. I lose 10 pounds and then I stop. I gain 15. Yeah. So I, it's like, I've consistently gained like 10 pounds a year for the past 10 years, which is yeah. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Well, it's because of that restrictive mindset. Cause like, yes. if you think of your body, like a machine, yep. and this is what I try to tell people too. Cause when I, when I started healing from my eating disorder, like obviously my body was in starvation mode. So right. any food I put into my body, which I'm starting to eat again, finally, right. right. My body's holding on to and then storing for later. And like, there's my body's still acting like it's in starvation mode. Yep. Yep. And that's what we do when we do restrict when it, yep. we do a restrictive diet, that's what our bodies yep. do. They're machines. They're like, Oh, fuel. I need to hold on to this. This is my yep. oil change. Like I'm going to hold on to this. Yeah. Instead of being like, Oh, I can like process this as energy and get it out. And then I know yeah. more is coming. They're like yeah. in fear mode. I don't know if anything's coming next. So I'm going to hold on to this. I know. And I've told my body my whole life, sis, it more is coming. I've never not eaten. Like it's fine. 
use it please use this energy god when have i ever let you down when have i literally ever let you down i have it please i would love <laughs> to get like footage of you um like big brother style of you just like in your room being like sis like talking to your body <laughs> let me tell you what i'm as an only child i do there was a, there's been multiple times where i'm like you know what you don't need to eat that and i'm like wait out loud i'm saying wait we don't speak to ourselves like that are I you hungry that. are you hungry do you need nourishment then let's eat it let's make a good choice and then like i'm thinking if someone saw me right now <laughs> you know what i wish that more people openly did that because i am sure oh everyone, everyone does that behind the scenes and you know when we're standing at that pantry at 10 p.m 11 p.m you're staying up real late and you're like i don't need that and you tell yourself no i don't it's just a little treat and then you're like well i don't want to restrict myself and it, i mean we trick ourselves into everything have you All seen I'm that is live laugh love okay that's live, what laugh, you love your life have that's you seen it. that reels or heard that reels sound that's like i ain't gonna do it I'm not gonna do it. And it's always and it's like, like with, I did it. Bangs, and I'm like, let's. It's not about the bangs. It's about the cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, so true. Well, but it's conversations like this though that like make people like take a sigh of relief and be like, okay, oh, yeah. you're normal. Relax. You're normal. Like the thoughts you have in your pantry. Everyone has some thoughts. You go when the thoughts you have when you're on your way to the gym for the first time in a long time. Oh. Like everybody's feeling that fear. And to say it out loud like this is huge for people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if I can encourage anybody, like just try. Because the worst thing that could happen is what? You fail? Great. Yeah. That's actually great. Yeah. Because so many people don't ever try. So they never fail. So they just sit in complacency, doing nothing, never growing, never changing. But if you fail, then you have a marker of where you can build from. Yep. So it's just like, I'm... I want to fail all the time, <laughs> please. Like, totally. let me learn, you know? And like the only time we've ever learned real life lessons in life is when is, you fail, is when you fail or when you start and you don't quit. Because like those two ways are the two ways to growth. Well, yeah. I mean, what's the saying? Like nothing will ever change if nothing changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. <laughs> Obviously. So deep. Yeah. yeah. I'm like four words. Great. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's true. Like yeah. nothing will change if nothing changes. So yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. And Thank I've you. always been proud of you, no matter if you stepped in CrossFit or not, because you're such a vulnerable, like honest, truth-filled friend. But the fact that you are conquering fears or you have conquered fears in the last year is huge. I mean, yeah, I'm, and I still am. I mean, I still get nervous let that be a reality too. Like I still get nervous going to the gym, especially if I look at the workout and there's a lot of jumping, I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. but they've been super cool to like, I mean, I can modify everything. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm like, y'all are doing, <laughs> y'all are doing upside down sit-ups on a bar. You know what I'm doing? I am doing V-ups and I love it. And I might be burning more calories than y'all. Honestly, so, <laughs> you're right. And, but the thing is like, nobody cares but nobody you cares. no no you are you are your own like competition in the yeah game. because no, I not. modify for people all the time I mean yeah. I'm a coach and I modify yeah. for people all the time and I never think mm, that person's weak I just give them no. a modification and they just and do it glad they can do it exactly yeah and like vice versa I think like 
a huge issue. Uh Oh, the little timer came up. A huge issue with comparison is like, we compare ourselves to someone who is like 10 years ahead of us in a journey. So it's like these CrossFitters maybe who are doing like upside down crunches, which who does that? I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, they could have been there for like years yeah, and like, oh. and this might've been their first time they were able to do that. And I think that when we compare ourselves to someone, it's like business, like you, oh, yeah. you see like a photographer, like let's say it's your first year of business and you see a photographer who has like 20,000 followers and this much income coming in and this many weddings booked a year and yada, yada, yada. But what you didn't see was the 10 years before that, where they were grinding and hustling. Yeah. All you see is like this highlight. So stop comparing yourself to someone who is in a different phase of their journey than you are. Yeah. And that's something we've actually been talking about that a lot with, you know, yes, physically, but also spiritually. Um, I do a lot of stuff in ministry and I think we compare, like if we compare ourselves physically, it's so easy to do that in every other aspect of life too. So like, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, like whether you believe in God or if you don't, if you know Jesus, if you don't, if you're just thinking about it, you have questions. Like we all look at where other people are in all aspects, like Mm -hmm. my home versus your home, my car versus, you know, whatever. So it's easy to get caught in that comparison trap and think like, oh, I don't have those things. And we've all heard the quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, comparison's a thief of joy. But I've been, we were talking about this last night in uh, my community group. Like if we are comparing ourselves to someone else and we're like, you know, basically squelching our fire not only are we robbing ourselves from whatever god has for us because we're too busy looking at somebody else we're also robbing everybody else from the gifts that god has given us and the path that he's given us to be able to walk out in front of everyone so i'm like okay i'm gonna stop comparing my body to everyone else's and accept that like and this is, I'm going to get real, real here for a second and accept that like, yes, I am a curvier girl right now. And I might always be. And this year I talked a little bit more about that on social media. And when I went to Disney world last February, I had three girls message me plus size girls and say, Hey, I hope this doesn't offend you. I'm just really curious. Like, will I fit on the rides? And I'm like, girl, let me tell you, yes, you will. And like, I would have never, I'm like, trying thinking about this like I would have never asked to help someone in that way Mm -hmm. because at first it feels shameful because it's like oh my body isn't the ideal body type but also like I wish I had someone that I could ask that question to yeah and so like to be able to just be honest and be like this is where I'm at and I'm working on it and like anyone who knows me knows I'm not lazy so yeah they just know that like I'm whatever you know <laughs> I'm dealing with it and so I'm just learning to like you said like I might not love where I'm at but I'm I've accepted that and I'm proud of like what I'm doing and I'm just trying I'm failing a lot but I'm trying yeah and so I just want everyone else to feel the freedom to do that too you know I love, I love that lesson of like, you could rob yourself, rob others of your gifts. I learned that a lot in my spiritual walk the last year, because I would just be so timid and shut off and like anything spiritually, because I was comparing myself to people like in my small group who like be speaking in tongues or laying hands or like all this stuff. And I'm like, but then like, God really reminded me through the show the chosen that um Ooh, girl we just started watching it it's, it's everything. 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 everything everything talk about it later okay um that 
like every single disciple, for instance, in the chosen has such a different gift Yeah, along with their own insecurities. But what Jesus does throughout the entire, you know, his entire ministry and beyond is like empower them and their gifts. Yeah. And once they like let go of their shame and stopped comparing themselves, they were able to step into those gifts and have authority in them. Right. So like if my gift is coaching, not everyone can do that. Like that's a, that I can, I need to have authority and confidence in that because if I use it for God, then it's his calling on my life. A hundred percent. And I think like something that I've always, people have always said about me and said to me is you make me feel so comfortable. Yeah. And I, I had a come to Jesus moment last year and I was like, it's so interesting to me that I can make everyone else feel comfortable, but I'm not comfortable with myself. So I need to fix that so I can, I can use that gift even better. Yeah. Really own that because I do feel like that is a superpower that God has given me, but why can't I do that for myself? Mm. And it's, it is when you're leaning on yourself just by yourself to do it. It's like, you have to have a support system. You have to, you know, if, if you are grounded in a spiritual discipline, like that is what guys you, you, you'll always let yourself down, you know? So if you put all that pressure on yourself, then you're like, you're calling yourself a failure. And it's like, no, just that one thing. It's not your whole person. Yeah. (laughs) And we let it shut us down. Like we let it shut down the machine when the machine's like, we're good. We're operating. We just need like an oil change over here. Yeah. Like give me some something, please. Yeah. Okay. I usually ask four questions to every guest, but I think I might change that this year. And honestly, I'm just like doing what I want because it's my podcast. (laughs) I think I'm just going to change it to one question that I love the most. Okay. And it's, what is something you really love about yourself right now? Mm. Doesn't have to be physical, obviously, like anything. I think the first, um, the first thing that came to my mind, the second you said that was my honesty. Um, Because I couldn't always say that. Being the like fun personality and the person that everyone always is like, oh, you're the life of the party, whatever. It's easy for me to like have that be who I am. Mm-hmm. I've worked really hard the last like five, 10 years to go deep and like be more than just the fun person though. I have a drawer of confetti next to me right now at my desk. Yes. But like also journals everywhere, you know? And so, um, I think I've worked really hard at being honest with myself the last year and with the Lord. And that's changed a lot for me. Yeah. So probably that. I love that. And it's so true. I mean, you might think it has crippled you in the past to like be the fun, like extrovert, but for people like me, especially who I'm, I feel like I'm also pretty fun and extroverted. Like you, you bring my walls down in that because I'm like, oh, this is someone who's like me, who I can also go deep with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and makes me feel like, oh, just cause I'm not deep all the time. Doesn't mean I'm not spiritually sound or no. I'm not like enough for this type of environment. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. We all, we all have different strengths and weaknesses and we all complement each other. I mean, that's the whole design of, yeah, we need each other. We need each other. And so I heard you talking about your one word and you're not sure what it's going to be. I figured it out. Have you figured it out? Yeah. But I want to hear what you want to, what you want to say, even though we only have two minutes left. I, I decided on the word increase. 
Shut I was going to tell you that I was going to tell you, I think it needed to be increased because you kept saying, I want my faith to increase my trust to increase. To trust. Yeah. I was like, it needs to be increased. Um, in a very, um, turn of events type of way. Mine is <laughs> the exact obvious opposite decrease. Well, it's not decrease. It's the word mine. I've decided for the year is the word continue. I don't need to try anything new. I don't need to strive. I don't need to achieve. I just need to keep doing the freaking things that I'm doing. Yeah. Keep trying, keep failing, keep working out, keep trying to eat better, keep trying to be honest with myself and the Lord. Just continue. Like that's all I need. That's it. That's so good. If more people continued, then more people would seem way more fruit. Girl, and then more people continued, more people would finish. Okay. Okay. Um, well, truly a mic drop moment because my cheap uh, Zoom non-upgrade is about to go out, but I could talk to you for years. I'm so glad that we got to, I, I hate that it sometimes takes a Zoom call via podcast right. to catch up with a friend, but I'm so glad we got to catch up. Let's just do it again. I feel like there's a lot more to this conversation and we can just continue it in the future. Continue. We can continue and see increase. That's right. I love you so much. Girl, love you. Y'all, I'm going to put where to follow Summer in the show notes. You're just going to want to do it because not only is she honest, like she just said, but she's freaking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good time, y'all. It's a good time. time. That's all I got to say. All right, listeners, I love you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heart and Soul. If this episode encouraged you in any way, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you next week.